Life is like a mighty sea, so tossed and driven. Billows rise within the heart of every man. Storms so many times, they leave the heart with questions. But you don't need to understand. Just hold his hand I don't need to understand I just need to hold his hand I don't ever need to ask a reason why For I know he'll make a way Through the night and through the day I don't need to understand, I just need to hold his hand. When my life down here is through and Jesus calls me, to my home somewhere beyond the golden shore i'll look back review the past that's laid before me then i won't need to understand anymore i don't need to understand I just need to hold his hand. I don't ever need to ask the reason why. For I know he'll make a way through the night and through the day. I don't need to understand. I just need to hold his hand Well, I don't need to understand I just need to hold his hand I just want to thank you You've done for me. Well, thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord, for saving my soul, making me whole. Well, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For making the sun to shine, putting the stars in the sky. For the flowers that bloom, the ocean so blue. Well, thank you, Lord, for every sparrow that sings and makes sweet melody. For the rivers that flow, the rain and the snow. Well, thank you, Lord. 
in the right place. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you do for me. For being a friend so dear, giving my sad heart cheer, for holding my hand when I could not stand. Well, thank you, Lord, for giving your life for me on the cross at Calvary.
everything that he promised and so much more
telling that little story this fellow was named uh, Fugit and uh, he was a barber and he just got saved and uh, it's back in the old days when there was shaving a haircut two bits you know a quarter for shaving a haircut so he got saved and he had that Bible out every time he didn't have anybody in to cut their hair he'd been reading and praying and this fellow come in he thought I'm gonna lead him to Christ so he got to shaving him, had that straight razor. And he said he didn't realize that he had that there, but he had that straight razor right up here. And he said, are you ready? Are you ready to go to heaven? <laughs> said that fellow's face really turned red, you know. We were out west one time, and I think it was Amanda, uh, Tim's daughter, she was young then. She was into something, and uh, 
was on Sunday morning, and I had that Bible, and she picked up the hatchet, and she was just missing my toe. And I reached down and got that hatchet, and I had that Bible in one hand, that hatchet in the other hand, and here come the uh, rangers. And boy, they really looked me over. What's going on here? <laughs> you know? And we had a laugh about it, but uh, I told them, I said, the Bible in one hand, the hatchet in the other, and that means they're going to be obedient to what I got to say. So, But... Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to be a Christian. I'll tell you why it's fun. You laugh about small things. When you're a sinner, you're looking for something to pump you up. And, in fact, you're so low down, there ain't hardly nothing will pump you up. But when you get Jesus, you're, you climb up a lot higher. And just any little thing will please you and, uh, and make joy in your family and make joy amongst uh, your children and all those things. If I had a thousand lives to live and was going to raise a thousand families, I would teach them all about Jesus. I know that that's the way tonight. And if you haven't realized that, then wake up, as the saying is, and smell the coffee because... It's time you give your heart to God and your family to God, and it's time you live for God. And don't play church. You know, I, I, there's people comes to church. I passed churches this morning, and they were filled, and I hoped that they're preaching the gospel. I hope that every church that I see is preaching the gospel. I'm not jealous of none of them. I want them all to prosper. I'm glad that God is dealing with us here at Full Gospel Assembly. And he'll deal with us as long as we align to. I've never got over that I am not under the bondage of sin anymore. I'm still amazed that Jesus would pay a debt I could not afford. I never got past that I'm free at last from sin that made me a slave. I still feel as much as when he first touched me. Oh, yes, I'm still amazed. I'm amazed to know how far
Yes, I love to praise His name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I love to praise His name. Oh, I love to praise His holy name because He's my rock. Oh, my rock, my soul. Oh, yes, He's the wheel. He's in the middle of the wheel. I know He'll never know. Oh, He'll never let me down because He's the true wall. Hallelujah, oh hallelujah, yes, I love to praise his name, oh hallelujah, hallelujah, yes, I love to praise his name, oh hallelujah, hallelujah, yes, I love to praise his name, well, I love to praise his holy name, cause he's my rock, oh, he's my rock, my sword, my, sh yes, he's the wheel, he's in the middle of he'll never know no he'll never let me down cause he's the jewel oh that I have found hallelujah hallelujah yes I love to praise his name oh hallelujah hallelujah yes I love to praise his name oh hallelujah hallelujah well I love to praise his name yes I love to praise his holy name oh yes i love to praise him i love to praise his name oh yes i love to praise him i love to praise his oh yes i love to praise him i love to praise his name yes i love to praise his holy name yes i love to praise him I love to praise his name, oh yes, I love to praise him. I love to praise his name, oh yes, I love to praise him. I love to praise his name. I love to praise his whole. I want to see if you really love that. Yes, I love to praise him. I love to praise his name, oh yes, I love to praise him. I love to praise his name, oh yes, I love to praise him. I love to praise his name, well, I love to praise his holy name, cause he's my rock, oh my rock, my son, yes, he's the wheel, he's in the middle of, I know he'll never no, he'll never let me down cause he's the jewel all that I have found. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, I love to praise his name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, I love to praise his name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, I love to praise his name. Well, I love to praise his holy name. Joy there shall be, and the angels are holding up this land. 
Mark asked me tonight, he says, what are you gonna, so what are you gonna preach about tonight? And I said, oh, about a half hour. So that would make you happy. <laughs> if you have your Bibles and you want to turn to the 103rd Psalm. Let me ask you a question. Do you like soul music? <laughs> there used to be a song out. Do you like soul music? This is what this is. This is the 103rd Psalm. It's a soul. It's soul music. And our brother David is singing. Verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. See, that's, that's not enough, is it? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Anything less is shameful. What Brother Bill said, he forgot what God had done for him this morning. We should bless the Lord with, with our soul and all that is within us. Bless his holy name. And I think David, he liked that so much, he said it again. <laughs> you know, you, you try a lot, I've tried a lot of things in life. Some, the things I like, I do them again. You know? Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That felt pretty good. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. See, you've got to do it again. And a lot of people say that's you getting uh, repetitious. That's not. You know those four beasts around the throne of God? Day and night they say, holy, holy, holy. Do you think they get bored with that? No. I believe every time they say that, they get a new revelation from God of what he is. And people say, ah, oh, you go to heaven, you're just all throughout eternity. And that's not boring. You know, Tony sang that song. That's, I love them home songs. That's where I'm heading. I'm not, we're, we're just strangers and pilgrims down here. We're heading home. And I want to praise my Savior all the way there. I, I do not want, and it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Did you realize there's benefits to serving God? Yeah. All right, at least I got some amens about that. For the ones that didn't say nothing, I'm going to show you some things. <laughs> it's a benefit serving God. You know, when I got under conviction... And God's only thing I wanted was to be saved. That's all. I just need, I was so convicted with my sins, I needed some relief. And that's why, oh, save me, Jesus. Save me. Make this bad feeling go away. That's all I wanted. And he saved me. And it opened up. You know, there's so much, this salvation. Oh, the Bible says, at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. I didn't realize it. You know, that's when people, we try to get them saved. We try to get them to come to church with us. We witness to them. They don't realize what they're missing. You know, I, I get so mad at those people I work with. The Lord has to remind me. He tells me, they don't know me. <laughs> don't get mad at them. They don't know me. That's why you're here, to tell them about me. So they will know me. But it, oh, it's, it's I, wanted, I want him to know. I told my brother one time, I, I tried to get him to come to church with me. And he gets angry with me. He said, what do you want? 
I said, I want you to know Jesus the way I do. That's all I want. Then I said, no, I, I take that back. I want you to know him better than I know him. See, that's why, that's why it's all about letting people know how wonderful Jesus is. And he is. He's, he's a thousand things to me tonight. He's my redeemer, my savior, my friend. He's all these things. And there's a benefit to serving him. You know, all the works, all the works of God praise him. But you know, us, we saints, are the only thing that can bless him. Rocks, can't, rocks might cry out, but they can't bless him. They might give him praise, but they can't bless him. The animals, the forest, the trees, the oceans, they can't bless him. Only we, blood-bought people, can bless him. Hallelujah. Do you want to bless the Lord? Hallelujah. You know, we, we pray all the time, up around these altars, we pray, touch him, Jesus. Touch her, Jesus. Touch him, Lord. I hear people saying that all the time. Touch him. Touch her. We are to reverse that every now and then. Say, Lord, let us touch you. I want to touch Jesus tonight. I want to touch the throne of glory tonight. I have access. I'm allowed in there. <laughs> and I want to bless him tonight. And the best way you can bless him is just be obedient to him. Do what he tells you to do. And, and you will bless him. That's why, you know, the angels, God could have a bunch of robots praising him. But he wants us to. He wants, that's when he gets blessed. For Our pastor can stand here and say, I want everybody to stand up and I want everybody to let's just praise the Lord. And we'll all do it because you don't want to be the one sitting down. People talk about you. So we, <laughs> we all stand up and we praise God. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But did you ever realize when you do that on your own, just slip out, out of the pew and raise your hands up? You know you bless God. Nobody told you to do that. You did it out of your heart because you wanted to. And the Bible says that everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. And sometimes I don't even feel like it. That's hard to believe, ain't it? Sometimes I don't feel like praising the Lord, but I do it anyway because the Bible says to. So I'll stand up and I'll say, Jesus, I don't feel your presence. I don't feel a thing, but I know this is the right thing to do. I'm going to praise you because you are my redeemer. You know, and you start saying that and pretty soon he'll just come down, get right beside you and just give you a little hug <laughs> because it's the right thing to do. And don't forget the benefits of doing that. You'll be much happier. You really will. <laughs> you know, you see so many Christians are downcast because they got the weight of the world. Jesus said, cast all your care upon me because I care for you. We're supposed to take all that and give it to him. But instead, we carry it around with us and we're, we become miserable. Oh, this Christian walk, it's so hard. It's so hard to serve Jesus. You know why that is? Because you're trying to serve him and your flesh. You want to serve your flesh. You know, I'll, Jesus, I'll serve you, but let me make my own schedule out. And I'll give you Monday afternoons. So you make a little list. He wants you all the time. 
24-hour call. You ought, you ought to, I can count on Bobby. I'll call him. Don't you want that for the Lord? To, that's when you bless him. Now, I don't call him. He's sleepy. <laughs> don't call her. She's got an appointment somewhere. But I, I want the Lord to know that I'm available. See, that's really, he doesn't want you uh, to be able. He wants you to be available. That's all he wants of you. Forget not all his benefits. Don't forget. Bill, I love you for standing up and saying that, brother. We should never forget what Jesus has done for us. <laughs> it's all right, brother. We still love him, don't we? <laughs> you remember the story in Esther of Mordecai? Remember, there was these two men that was going to try to kill the king, and Mordecai found out about it. And he went and told the king, these men are getting ready to assassinate you. They're going to kill you. And so the, the king heard, got wind of it. They got those two men. They hanged them. And I don't know how many, if it was years or months later, one night the king couldn't sleep. And he called for the chronicles, the books. And they brought them to him. And they started reading the accounts of things that happened in the kingdom. And they got to Mordecai, how he told how these men were going to try to kill the king. And the king said, what did we ever do for Mordecai that he saved my life? And they said, well, according to the record here, nothing was done. He said, oh, I've got to do something for him. <laughs> he saved my life. I've got to do something for him. And you all know the story, Haman come in there, and he said, Haman, what, what would you do to honor somebody really great, you know? And Haman thought he was talking about him. He said, oh, I'd give him the best robes, and I'd make a big parade, and I'd leave, you know. But what I'm trying to tell you tonight, Jesus saved your life. Let's don't forget him. There's a benefit to knowing Jesus tonight. I tell you, at work, there's so much turmoil going on at work. There's a lot of things going on. And people there, I'll tell you, just a little sidebar here. You know, if you get around people that are negative and they're talking negative things, woe is me, and everybody's talking that, pretty soon you'll get caught up in that. I, I caught myself doing it. Everybody's talking about, oh, this, this company's going under. This company's doing this, and this is here, and this. And pretty soon I'm over, yeah, brother, that's right. <laughs> right along with them. And the Holy Spirit had to check me on that. Watch what you're speaking. You got one that takes care of you. See, that's a benefit. I got a loving Heavenly Father that watches out for me. And those people I work with, that's all they got over there is that job. And I got more than that tonight. I got Jesus, my Redeemer, my Savior. And that's the best benefit you can have Amen. is knowing Him. Praise God. See, all His benefits brings us to Christ and knowing God. That's the greatest benefit there is, to know God. I, I think I've told you this before. When I, when I was a little boy growing up in downtown Cincinnati, there was these old mean boys that I run around with, and they was always getting me in trouble. And they would ask me, let's go and do this. And I'd say, oh. They said, well, ask your dad. Ask your father. And I'd say, no, my father won't let me do that. They said, well, how do you know? You, you asked him and see. I said, no, I know he won't let me. Well, how do you know that? 
I know my father. I know better to ask him things. And that's the same thing with our Heavenly Father. You've got to know him, read his word, and get to know him, and you won't be asking him silly questions. You won't be asking, Lord, is it all right if I, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, get to know him. You won't even ask it. You'll know the answer already. Because you know him. He's a holy God. And he wants us to be holy. And we should live our lives holy. That the people around us might know who we serve. That's a benefit right there, getting to be an ambassador for Christ. Amen. Amen. I am an ambassador tonight. Hallelujah. To the kingdom. I've never seen it, but I know it's real. And that's all that matters to me, Tony. Praise God. To see the lights of that city. You know, the, we always talk about those streets of gold. You know, there's only one street there. The Bible says street of gold. Oh, hallelujah. Get on that street. Oh, there's so much there. But the best of all is Jesus. That's the benefit right there. Getting to see Jesus in all his glory. Get to go to the throne room. Oh. See, all these benefits, not, not that we can have things. That's not why you get to saved and know Jesus and serve him. It's not for things but it's to improve our relationship with him. That's what it's all about. The benefits are for us to serve him, Amen. to get to know him. Jesus said if we asked anything in his name, the Father would do it. So that, that's, that's a clause right there. We don't have to worry about that. Don't worry about things. I think we ought to concentrate on getting to know him just a little bit better. He said if, I'm paraphrasing, if you... If your son asked you for a fish, would you give him a serpent? Or if he asked you for some bread, would you give him a stone? No. You being evil, know better than to give your children that. How much more does your heavenly father, how much more would he give you? He's far greater than any earthly father ever could be. How much more would he give you if you just asked him? That's a benefit, Chris. Just ask him. We asked him Wednesday night in here. I always tell him, Lord, we don't demand a thing of you. We ask. You said, ask, and it shall be given unto you. That's what we do. We asked. Jesus, heal him. That's, we don't have to do some great big exploits or shout. I mean, it, it kind of feels good to do it that way. But just simply ask him. That's a benefit, Lou. Just ask him. And he'll do it. Praise God. Well, how much more? I want you to turn to uh, Psalm 68. Just a couple pages over. How much more would he give us? All those benefits. How much more? Psalm 68, verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. <laughs> Not weekly. Not yearly, but daily. Just as the children of Israel in the wilderness. You know, every morning they got up, they come outside their tent, there was just bread laying there. Praise God, they didn't have to work for that. It was just there for them. Then on Fridays it was two loaves, or how much ever it was. He supplied. He supplied quails to them. 
And they'd go and they'd, they'd move camp, and that cloud would move, and they would maybe go 50 miles. And they'd stop, and they'd set up camp again around the tabernacle. And they'd look, and they'd say, ain't that that same rock? Was that the other place? <laughs> there was this big old rock following them, which was Christ. Had water. He supplied all their need in that wilderness, Lou. Every bit of their need was supplied. Are we much different? No. He supplies every bit of our need. How much more does he do that? He daily loads us with benefits. And I use this as, a, when I was, I don't know, two or three years ago when I was reading this, the Lord showed me this. When I was a little, little boy, down in uh, Kentucky, we lived in a coal camp, had five brothers and one sister. <laughs> Bless her heart. <laughs> but <laughs> everybody had chores to do. And I, I, was, I was a little one, I was the baby. I, I couldn't do much. But they would have to go out and get kindling because we had a, a wood-burning stove. With, and uh, We lived right by the railroad tracks and it was a curb. And every time a coal train would come around through there, after it would pass, we'd go out there and get the coal. It would roll off. So, you know, God delivered it right there to us. <laughs> but my brother, when they would cut wood, he'd cut it, and I'd get out there and I'd stand like this. And he'd take that kindling, and he'd load my arms up. He'd get it way up there where I couldn't hardly see it, and I'd have to carry it into the house in this big old box by the stove. And I got to thinking about that. Daily we would do that. It's the same thing now. I'll hold my hands out like that. And I'll lift them up. And Jesus just loads me up. Oh, with all his benefits. And see, and all what you gotta do is you gotta raise your hands for him. No, I'm not I'm I'm not going to somebody might see me if I raise my hands. Raise them anyway. Praise him. Give him all the glory. See, I, I'm talking about soul music. From your soul, let it flow out of you to Jesus. I, I know you've all done this when everybody's praising God, some are dancing, some are shouting. But there's a point in that where all that is shut out and it's just you and Jesus. I tell you, there's not, there's not a feeling, there's not a drug. Oh, hallelujah. It happened to me this morning. All that going on and all of a sudden everything got quiet. And it was just me and Jesus. And I felt his presence, that living water flowing up out of me. You're talking about a benefit. There is nothing this world has to offer could ever compare to what Jesus can do for you. See, and that's not some a monetary blessing. That's a blessing that comes from within because his Holy Ghost is living in us. That's all the blessings that we need tonight. In Ephesians, it talks about spiritual blessings. They're the best kind. They're the kind that will last forever. Praise God. I remember I used to have a 96 truck. I first got that thing, I'd stand back and look at it. <laughs> After about a year, I could see that it was dirty, but I'd open the door and close and get in real quick. <laughs> see, the newness wore off of it. It wasn't new no more. And after a while, I traded it in for another one because the newness was gone. But a benefit of serving Jesus, that daily, it's all. Oh, it's, it's like it was when I first met him. You know why? Because he hasn't changed any. 
I've changed. That brother was talking about Lester having long hair. At least you still got yours, brother. <laughs> I have changed. I lived in many, many places. I, I've, I've moved here, and I, I lived here for a while, and that's a lot of things in my life. Changes, changes, changes. But that same Jesus, on September the 19th, 1965, at Asbury Tabernacle, that same Jesus that came to me that morning, and all that load of sin that was on me lifted it off of me and made me a new creation in him. He hasn't changed one bit. <laughs> Oh, Tim, he's the same today as he was back then. He's still my Savior. He was my Savior that Sunday morning. He's that same Savior tonight. He's the same Savior tomorrow that's going to take me. Oh, he's the same Savior a million years from the night. His mercy will do it forever, Lou. Hallelujah, that million years from the night, that same Savior that saved me back then is going to be the one that I'm going to be around that throne. He said, I'll prepare a place for you. I got a place waiting for me up there, and I'm going to enter in. It's no excuse me, excuse me, let me through, but everybody, it's going to be magnificent. A million untold number of people not shoving, but all going in in one accord standing before that crystal sea upon that throne. And when we see God the Father, oh, hallelujah, it's going to be worth it all. Are you talking about a benefit? Getting to see God the Father. Hallelujah. Jesus said, have I been with you so long that you can't see the Father? There's no difference in them. I don't know what you're talking about, a false doctrine. <laughs> I don't see where the, some of this stuff they come up with. Jesus is God. Hallelujah. God manifested in the flesh. What's so hard about that that you can't understand? Jesus is God, Lester. Hallelujah. God that came in the form of this old human flesh. He that knew no sin became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. We're righteous tonight, church. You're talking about a benefit. There's no righteousness outside of the church of Christ. It's only in in Jesus. That's where it's at. Woo, talking about a benefit. <laughs> and just as I, I lifted up my arms to my brother, I said I was the baby of the family. The same thing now. You know why? Jesus is my elder brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's my kinsman redeemer. <laughs> oh, what a benefit. Uh, you hear him on these talk shows and some of these religious shows. They try to figure out. They get all these PhDs and all these people with numbers after their names and letters, and they're trying to figure out who Jesus is. Oh, I tell you, he's my Savior. <laughs> Simple as that. I remember one time they, they was going to have a study on the Genesis. They was going to have all these scholars, and they was all, all going to figure out exactly what Genesis was. And they had this one, they had... Uh, Oh, well, I ain't going to say the denominations, but they had them all. He said, we don't have no evangelicals here. He said, because all they want to do is talk about Jesus. Ah, <laughs> oh, praise God. Put me in that number. <laughs> they say, hey, you're a Bible thumper. You go, praise God, that's right. I am a Bible thumper. Boy, thump this book, man. That's good stuff in here. <laughs> it's good. This is my canteen. When it, gets, when, it gets, when it gets dry, just take you a big drink out of here. Oh, you're talking about a refreshing. 
That's a benefit right there, knowing this is the word of God. This ain't, you know, people looking at it, what about this verse where it, read the whole context of it, let the Holy Spirit lead you. It makes so much sense. When the, when the, this is the only book that the author is present with you when you read it. Hallelujah. There ain't no other book like that. Have you ever been reading the Bible and you, you, you go over something and, uh, and the author of it will tell you, oh, go back. There's something there you miss. And you look and it just comes off the page at you. Oh, there's no other book. That's a benefit, ain't it? Hallelujah. I think, uh, I think Aaron was the one that says, Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. That's what it is. Praise God. But all these, what all he does for us, all the benefits. I want you to turn to Psalms 116. These are all right around the same neighborhood. Psalm 116, verse 12. It says, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? Oh, there's, there's a catch to it. <laughs> See, all these blessings, benefits, all these things, there's a catch to them. You know, there's nothing you can do for your salvation. It's all taken care of. But there's something you have to do if you want to know Jesus. If you want to know him in a bonded relationship with him, there's something you have to do. What shall I render unto the Lord? Render means to submit, ask for approval. Now I said, uh, tonight when I first started, I said, how many of you want to bless the Lord? And you all said, yeah. Well, you have to submit something to him for approval if you want to bless him. It says, what shall I? Not what, what shall Tim render unto the Lord? What shall Sue? No. What shall I? This is personal. You know, it's good to get everybody in here. We're all worshiping together. But like I said, it's an individual thing. God looks up on each individual heart. He looks at your heart when you're praising him. He knows if you've got your mind on dinner or anything. He wants your, all your attention. Have you ever uh, talked to somebody, been talking to them, and you can just tell when you're talking to them, they're not paying a bit of attention to you. You feel like, come here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> but how, how much more when we talk to God? We, sh we should talk to him. I, I remind the story. These two guys were talking about praying. One guy said, hey, he said, boy, it's hard to concentrate when you pray. He said, your mind starts wandering here and there. And the guy said, what are you talking about? He said, you know, when you pray, your mind kind of wanders. He said, well, my, my mind don't wonder. He said, I concentrate right on the Lord. The guy said, nah. So they got a little argument. And the guy said, I'll tell you what I'll do. He said, if you can pray one minute without having your mind wandering, he said, I'll give you my horse. And the guy said, buddy, you're wrong. He said, all right. 
He said, go. The guy got down. He prayed about 15 seconds. He jumped back up. And he said, does that include the saddle? <laughs> Concentrate. <laughs> Who are you talking to when you pray? You're talking to the Lord of glory. And I think he deserves our undivided attention. Especially when he talks to us. See, we talk up, he talks down. We talk out, he talks in. Let him talk to you tonight. Ain't it wonderful when he does? You know, a lot of people say, ooh, that's kind of, I say, he's always with you. I always say, you know, he, he told me one time, he said, Bobby, I love you so much, I can't take my eyes off of you. Ooh, what a blessing. Some people think, ooh, watching you all the time. Yeah, that's a blessing. He's got his eye on you tonight. Praise God. It's personal what you render. The answer to what shall I render. Look at this. This is so. <laughs> this is so beautiful. Hallelujah. First time I realized this, it just blew me away. Look at verse 12. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? Verse 13. I will take. You see that? What shall I give him? The answer is, I will take. You see the paradox there? What shall I give him? The answer is, I will take. I will take the cup of salvation. Praise God. That's how you give it back to him. You take the cup of salvation. For everything he's ever done for you, you take that cup of salvation. The whole cup. See, we pick and choose. That's, that's why I like my church here. We call it full gospel. <laughs> we believe everything from Genesis all the way back to the maps. <laughs> we believe it. It's the word of God. Well, we don't believe the maps back just to them. I'll tell you something tonight. Look in your Bible at the map of when they cross the Red Sea. And they won't have them going over. For some reason, every Bible I ever saw, they, go, they take a detour around it. I don't know why. The Bible says they crossed, God split it and they crossed over. You look at the map and you're thinking, where's the divide at there? Anyway, I digress. <laughs> but it's the whole cup. You've got to take all of it. Now, there, there's no bad in serving God, but you've got to take the good with the bad. You've got to take the heartaches. All of that, it'll make you stronger. That's why God puts, he said, I'll not put anything on you that you're not able to bear. And if you really believe that, no matter what you're going through, you should be able to say, Lord, I believe you. And sometimes it don't make sense that Christians say, Lord, it's like Job, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You know, we got problems. Uh, about two or three weeks ago, me and Nancy had to go through tribulations. A refrigerator went out on us. <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, the tribulations are here. My ice cream is ruined. <laughs> But, you know, 
We praised God through that because we knew that God would show us where to go and get a good deal on a brand new one. And he did. I mean, uh, am I making sense tonight? There's things that happen in our lives. It rains on the just and the unjust. But praise God, I'll still take the cup of salvation. Amen? Amen. Praise God. It's that cup of salvation. He gave me life, and I'm going to give it back to him. It's as simple as that. How much do you love him tonight? You know, Jesus, I'll die for you. Will you live for me? I'll die for you. How about living for you? That's what he wants. We're salt. Shake us up, Lord. Spread us out. That's what, he, that's what we're for. Give this old dying, sin, sin-sick world out there a little savor. Let them know about Jesus. Let them know about the light, the gospel light. That's what we need. You know, all this side night, 1 Corinthians 6.20, you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You're bought with a price tonight. You know, praise God, we say, Jesus set me free. There's a lot entailed to freedom. Freedom is not doing anything you want to do. Jesus sets you free. You're free indeed. Sin and the law has no more hold on you. But you're free tonight. Free to serve him. There's laws and regulations in serving Christ. You know, if you go to a park and they've got a sign that says, keep off the grass. You go, wow. I I pay taxes. I'm allowed. What if everybody did that? It wouldn't be a beautiful park anymore, would it? There's some restrictions to us Christians It's for our own good. That's why Christ said, you're bought with a price. He paid the price. We're not our own tonight. We belong to Jesus. Praise God. Look at that verse 15. Well, 14 says, I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Now, ain't that strange? Precious in the sight. That's God looking at you. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. God wants you to die out to this world tonight. It's precious to him. You know what that precious means? Valuable or rare. And it is rare to see somebody completely died out to this world. And it's precious to God to see that. Because how do we do this? How are you going to die out to this world? Several. I don't know which one to do first, Lord. Romans 7. Know you not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law has dominion over a man as long as he liveth? For the woman which hath a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from the law, so that she is no adulteress, 
though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, you also become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. I'll sum that all up. Before you meet Jesus, you are married to yourself. I'll use myself as an illustration. I used to be married to Bobby. And I love Bobby. <laughs> he was such a good person. <laughs> no matter what Bobby want, I'd see that he got it. If he wanted to do something, I would see that he got to do it. Whatever the consequences. Because I loved him. I was married to him. So no matter what he wanted, whatever he needed, I would see that he got it. Because I was married to him. But one day, there was another man come in Bobby's life. His name was Jesus. And Bobby thought, I would like to love that man. Because the Holy Spirit was telling him how great this man was, what all he could do for Bobby. And Bobby said, I, I would love to be married to that man. But I'm still, I'll be adulterer. If I try to marry him while well, Bobby's still alive. So what happened? Bobby had to die. And when Bobby died, I got to marry Jesus. That's what that scripture means there. Die out and let Jesus take his rightful place in your life. Let him be the groom. You are the bride. You're talking about benefits. Hallelujah. How do you die out? Brother Lester said it tonight in that praise song. For I am crucified with Christ. You know, you can kill yourself in a lot of ways. Take a gun. You can hang yourself. Shoot yourself. Many, many ways you can kill yourself. But you cannot crucify yourself. It's impossible. But you have to let God do that. Jesus said, when he was on the cross, you know, he took that for us. And Paul come along and said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. See, Bobby is not dead tonight. I have been quickened by the Holy Ghost. I'm more alive tonight than I've ever been when I was out in sin. Because I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. There's that price again. I was bought with a price, and tonight I can say I am crucified with Christ. That's what it's all about. I want to ask everybody to stand. The sermon is over. Now comes the hard part. You got a decision to make tonight. You can either say, well, that was a pretty good message, or it wasn't such a good message, or God is my judge tonight, but you have to make a decision to die out tonight. You ever notice with preachers, you know, when we get through, uh, get through preaching, we want everybody to come up front. I, I found this much out. 
if you come up here, I, I used to wait for somebody else to go up so I could get up there. I'd use them as an excuse. You know, I'd go up there and pray for this person while I'm up there. I'm going to pray for myself. <laughs> now, I'm the only one that ever done that, ain't I? <laughs> but tonight, I want you to think seriously. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for this church. Do it for yourself. Because Jesus loves you tonight, and he wants more of you. He wants more of me. I, I, I don't mean to stand up here and have you think that I'm some kind of great saint or something. You know, Shirley calls me super saint sometimes, but it's, <laughs> it's as, as a little joke we got. I'm far from it. Got so many flaws. And, but Jesus still loves me. And there's a desire that he placed down in my heart that I, I want to get close to him. Especially in these last days. This old world, I tell you, we're in for something. Something's going to happen. And I want to be so close to Jesus. You know, a friend asked, my brother asked his friend up in Michigan one time, he said, where, where do you want to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb? You ever think about that? This old brother said, I don't know. He said, I just want to be somewhere where I can hear the Lord say, Brother Paul, do you want to ask a blessing? Ain't that precious? I want to make it to that marriage supper. And I know there's many, many that's gone before us, great saints that's gone on before us. But you know they'll not crown Jesus till we get there. Don't have to worry about that. I got more people over there now than I ever thought would be possible when I first started serving Jesus. We got family members over there now, friends and loved ones, people from this church that I've loved over the years. They've made it home. And it's sad when they leave us, but you know, my dear friend Helen Russell, I love that woman so much. She's, she's over here now, no pain, waiting for the redemption of the body. Hallelujah. So tonight, just pray to yourself. Find out what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. You can pray that where you're standing or you can come up here. Let's have a good season of prayer tonight. If there's anybody here tonight that don't know Jesus, this is for you tonight. I want you to have all those benefits I've been talking about. You know, you can get a job with a company. I used to say Procter & Gamble was a real good place, but they've been having their trouble. <laughs> a lot of good companies out there got a lot of good benefits. Good medical, dental, all these benefits that companies offer their employees. But you know one thing? You have to work there to get those benefits. You know, I don't work at Procter & Gamble, so there's no way I could ever get any of their benefits. Same as Jesus. There used to be a sign. I got so blessed one Sunday morning coming to church. We passed by this Frisius. There was a big sign out there said, benefits start when you do. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. The same thing as salvation. These benefits start the same time you do. But all you got to do is surrender your heart to Jesus. 
Let him become your Savior. And it's the easiest thing you ever do. Just let go. Do that tonight as they sing. Whatever. It's up to you tonight. I'm done. the preaching was about tonight. Do you really know Jesus? And if that sounds like I'm digging at you, wouldn't it be awful to come and go from the house of God week after week after week and not really know him personally, 
You know, there's a lot of people, they want Christ. When they have a problem with the law or a problem somewhere, they'll want to use him just like He'll take care of their problems as soon as the problem is taken care of. They're not even interested in living for God. God wants you, but He wants your dedication. He wants you to study His Word, learn about Him. He wants you to know our personal salvation. You know, there's some people, they get saved seemingly, and then they just want to walk whichever way that they decide. That's not going to happen. God's not going to allow that. If you really want Jesus, it's study. I believe that God honors faithfulness more than anything else you can possibly do. Once you know Christ, I believe if you're faithful to what you know to do, God really honors that. Are you faithful tonight? Not trying to knock you, I'm just trying to say something that might awake you and you can get up and come to God. I praise God for Lonnie. You know what? His life teaches that he really loves God. He's more dedicated. He's more dedicated than the pastor is here. He comes to church more often than I do. Why? Because he wants to be with God's people. He wants more of Christ. I know tonight we got some people here probably is battling it. You don't have to. You don't have to battle. You don't have to have a raging battle going on inside of you. You can come right to God tonight. Cast all of your care upon Him. While they go, one more verse, of course. We got some people here that needs to be prayed for. But you're most important tonight. I have a sister that I'm sure that if God doesn't heal, she's on her way out. We were down there, and I would have liked to just got out on my knees there and just prayed and cried for about an hour. Just to be next to her. But you know what? Lost souls is more important than even sickness. And I even believe that God, when he said that, when he read it in 116, I believe he gets pleasure when he takes one of us home. Then he knows that we made it. Are you ready tonight? I'm asking you a personal question. You don't have to answer me, but are you ready? Do you know Jesus Christ? as your personal savior. That's, this church has been noted. You know why? Some of us took training 
from Merle R. Vaughn. And he was dedicated to winning souls for Jesus Christ. And you know, I said many years ago, God, if you ever call me to preach, I'll give everybody a chance to repent and to come to Christ at every service. And tonight, I know there's people here that's in decision. How many people will admit that they're in a decision about their salvation? Hold up your hands. If you're brave enough to admit that, you're just about, about ready to get in. You're in a decision about your salvation. God bless you. You want to be prayed for? Anyone, anyone wants to be prayed for? Sickness or whatever? Come right on up.